I think there's places to to grow, mm-hmm. right? Um, I believe that people could do things wrong the first time, right? And then get it right down the line. But what people tend to keep doing is shit wrong, okay? Where's the order? This is the challenge I have sometimes with, forget only network marketing, it's the world today. You keep doing this shit wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're fucking up. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to blame the industry. You're trying to blame the people. Here's my question now. Do you feel with what you've been able to accomplish, what you're able to do, that your presence is something that the world should have access to, that your silence, to some degree, is giving a disservice to those who are looking for true mentorship? Honesty, purity, real advice. Do you feel that your time of silence and selfishness has expired? Is it going to expire? Do you feel like you're being of aid by staying quiet? No, I'm definitely being selfish. Um, it's, it's, it's not helpful in any way, me being silent. I mean, I've always been silent, but I was at least had something where people would funnel into learning who I am. Um, I am definitely being selfish because right now it is about me. I've been about other people for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the turnaround from that, from my experience, cause like I, I watch, I watch your show. A lot of people are coming where we coming from. And a lot of people, it's the worst thing that ever happened to them. That wasn't my journey. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things that happened to me. Right. Yes. We all have the same end result, but we weren't under the same parent. So, um, but I still gave myself, and in return, I'm not going to destroy myself trying to serve people if I'm not good. So I'm going to be selfish. Mm-hmm. If you meet me, if we are aligned, I've, it's not that I stop helping. Okay. I'm just not going to push myself out there on the edge. Come find me. Alignment. My phone number works. If somebody needs access to me and you doing the right things, you're going to end up in front of me. If you asking the right questions, talking to the right people, need the proper service, chances are we'll meet to alignment. We'll meet each other at some point, or if not me, somebody else. But the reality is I'm not putting myself to the wolves, protecting myself. That's again, again a gun is a weapon. I'm going to use the gun, social media. I'm going to protect myself. I'm not out here trying to shoot everybody and protect everybody else right now. So it's all about me right now. So here's another question I have. So what are some goals Gary has? Are there goals that you have mm-hmm. to then break silence? Or you're going to, because you do a lot of shit in silence. Mm-hmm. Is there a goal to then say, now I want to talk? Does that exist? Or there's some goals you want to get to for yourself, period. Mm-hmm. If there are some goals that I don't know about, I want to know them. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the fuck are your goals? Because you always build goals that, Seems so fucking far, but then very fucking practical at the same damn fucking time. And I'm curious to know where you're at today. My, my goals aren't hopes. My goals are planned. Um, obviously, we all hope things work out and stuff like that. But when, whenever you hear a person, and I'm a man of faith, but whenever you put up, hear a person put more faith behind planning, 
chances are they um it's it's not properly put together if you get what I'm saying. And then we talk about finances. We're no, not talking talk right about there. No, no, no. Let's talk there. Let's talk okay. there because I feel I get questions where I go, yo, how do you get there? I put it all on God or I put it all on my faith. That's why this is shit that pissed me off. You're going to get me tight now. <laughs> this is bullshit. And it's not to say people aren't faithful who say it or shouldn't be faithful. Okay. But we, we all don't live in a let the God take the will kind of mind. You are, you work with, you know, faith without work. Cool. God, yes, I'm faithful. What is the fucking plan? And because of where we came from in network marketing, every time you say, how do I get to another level? How do I do this? How do I do this? Yo, da, 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 I got to go. I'm going to hit it. Oh, faith. Be faithful. Yeah, but what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm not just going to wake up and pray. What am I going to do to make sure it works out? How do I meet my faith halfway? Right. I can't just be down here, hit my goals and up there. I got to plan the work so that we can meet. I got to get, get that frequency and get to that level. So it's not to say that's not what I live by. Um, because obviously, you know, as I tell people, you know, you can faith it till you make it, which is cool. But when you talk about finances, sir, you should have a plan. Because you can't, we watch Shark Tank. You can't just go up there and be like, hey, what's this? What's your numbers? What's your, what's your, th- what's your projection? Oh, faith. Nah, faith. <laughs> go faithfully fuck yourself. You know, I'm not <laughs> investing in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm, sa- what I'm trying to say is that can't just be the only answer. For you to be telling people looking for a game plan. Yes. I get where it comes yes. from. I have that mindset. I yes. do go by that value. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my goals today, I'm being way more strategic about it. To making sure that even if things don't get to exactly where it is, I'm as close as I possibly can. And I know how to work until the last minute. Because I didn't only need faith to carry me to the last minute. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you might need the faith to kick in at the last minute, but it shouldn't take you all the way through the last minutes. Sometimes the plan has to work, and then faith comes at the end where you say, listen, I've done my part. Right. I've got to leave it up to faith now. Right. But I feel like people saying that first means that I'm going to faith it all the way to the last minute, and then the plan's supposed to come into action. Got it. No. Nah. So the, the second question was, is there a goal? that you have that will force you to break your silence. Like, it's too fucking big, Gary. Gary, you're making a lot of fucking money in quiet, bro. My go- well, first of all, my, <laughs> my, my, my silence and my goal or whatever case it be, it, it has nothing to do with a lot. Silence is successful. A, a quiet person does not have to become a person who gets loud or speaks like everybody else. Like, that's not my goal to make noise. Because, again, me not being silent is not going to help me to get there. But here's my plan now. Because... Uh, a lot of people that we're used to want to see it to believe it. And we come from a place where we tell people our visions and we let them know our goals mm-hmm. and we want them to believe in it before it happens and they don't want to and they want to judge you for it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I'm not telling nobody shit. When shit is the way it needs to be and the goals are met, you'll call me. But if I start calling people to let them try to believe in the journey and all this like we did before, all they're going to do is critique it, hope it don't work. Um, because again, people don't want to see themselves not doing something and you doing everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. Nah. Yeah, I learn. They'll learn to respect me when when I when things are not put out there because of me. 
but because you'll see it. I won't have to open my mouth. The results is there. You know what I'm saying? And what's going to happen now is it won't be a debate. Because if I talk to you about certain shit right now, you're going to debate my vision. You're going to debate my plan. You're going, what makes you think you could do that? Well, how are you going to get there? It doesn't matter what the fuck you think. But when it works, you won't debate me. You'll just listen. I don't want to debate with nobody on my goals. I don't want to debate with nobody no more on my plans or my dreams or what works today. It's not in the debate. It's, it's, it's not. Your opinion does not matter. All it's going to do is slow me down because where I need to get to has nothing to do with anybody no more. So my silence is so that I can do my journey and enjoy it by myself. When the result's there, I'll help. I'm always going to help. But I don't want help to slow me down. I don't want to be out there. I don't want people to, to, to come up there and want to help and then slow me down because at that point, I, I don't look like I deliver. I'm going to look like just a dreamer again, and I'm, I'm, I'm way past that. Damn, bro. That is such the opposite. I tried so fucking hard to kind of get... That's not the answer I expect, and I respect it, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going to find a way to get this motherfucker to talk, you heard? If I got to bring him <laughs> out here <laughs> a couple times because if we speak on... Your relationship with money. Which is a good topic. I, Which is a I, fucking I thought you was going to ask me about that. Your relationship with money, Gary. How did you build this mindset? How do you make so much to stay fucking quiet? And it's not to say that you got to be flamboyant. It's what's your goal? Because for me, for me, to say that I am a millionaire, mm-hmm. it's been a goal that I had since I was a kid, Right? The goal to say Rob Little Rose is a millionaire, not because I want to float. When I, when I get it, you won't even know, right? But it's to then say now the direction of my family has changed for real because I, I, I've hit the level that financially it makes sense to be able to change the trajectory of my family. If I make my first M, now I can know how to make another one to go, period. And I'm tired of explaining to some people who don't have the vision or see what and why and how I'm going to do it. So I understand. Mm-hmm. But when, you, when you're at a place where you make a lot of money or you, you've made millions, et cetera, when you set goals, you, are, you, you're not, are you sharing it with people who have the things that you have, that you want? Like my friend Michael Jax, I love him. It's my man. That motherfucker is rich. You understand? Great relationship. Best friend, I would say with you, that I've seen manifest shit mm-hmm. that scares me. How he does. A visionary. A visionary for real, right? And, and not to say that he does not put in the work, but he's big on seeing it. Seeing it clear as day, thinking about it every day, writing every day. It's having someone like that in your corner. Is Mike a person that you go, all right, here's my fucking goals. Hold me accountable to it. No, you're not really built this way because you said shit, you just do it. But I'm curious to know what, how goal setting my goal setting ma- process makes you uncomfortable is there a goal that you have that makes you go what the fuck I don't think I can hit that because I know your goal setting process mm-hmm. but I want to know have you set any goals recently today that make you uncomfortable yeah every goal every goal makes me uncomfortable the only time I get comfort in setting a goal is because now it's more calculated meaning that the plan if I execute the plan I'm going to get there. Something got to go wrong for me to not to hit the goal. It's not just set a goal and wish it happens. You get what I'm saying? So it's a different way we set the goals before, which is why, yeah, the goals are big now. Why? Well, I'm around guys like Mike, and, and he's a visionary. I'm not. I'm very calculated. You know, so do I have very big goals? Yes, you have to. You I need a goal. 
Give me one of those goals. Um, he don't want to say his money. That's why he's he's thinking about it. I want to go. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I'm thinking about the one that's not. I know it's not gonna happen yet. Go ahead. The one that is is out there. I would say. Let's say ten million by the beginning of twenty twenty four. Capital. Ten million. Let's say ten. By twenty twenty four. Right. Say, got to go like that. Now, how is that going to work at this point right now? I have no fucking clue. But if my end of year goal works out. It sets you up. Then I can 10x the end year goal to get there. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Got it. I can, if I know this way works, I could double down on this, multiply that, and that will get me there. If that end goal doesn't work, end of the year goal don't work, then I got to find a new plan that strategically can make that goal make sense for 2024. So, yes, I have these big goals. Do I know exactly what's coming? For example, I had a very small goal. I'm going to say small. I had a goal that I wanted to hit in two years from now. January, I set a goal. I said in two years is where I'm going to be. I set the goal. I had a plan. Other things happened that made me switch the goal and cut a year off of it. You understand what I'm saying? To say, oh, this shit can happen sooner. Hmm. So sometimes when you're just working around the right people, yeah, you're going to set your goal. But things can work out in your favor just because you have a plan. Got it. So with, if that goal happens sooner, then I'm going just a long-term goal. The biggest thing you got to take away from this is... Every single goal you set and everything can't be based on where I'm at right now. It's only going to be faith to get me to the end goal. There has to be a plan in business. You have to schedule your participation in your own life. You cannot expect to live by, oh, everything's all written out, and if it's meant to be, it is for me. No. You have to make decisions. He's participating up there. The universe is participating. What's yours? while you're down here. And the only thing I could do is work the plan and have the faith. Is happiness part of your goal planning? How do you, where's your happiness today? And is that, when I say it's part of your goal planning, it's, it's because I'm setting goals, I'm happy? Or happiness is one of my goals? Happiness is not my goal. Because I am happy already. I don't let Success determine my happiness or finances or money. It's a tool. It, it's, it's, I'm not emotionally attached to money that way to where it makes me feel a certain way. Um, what makes me happy? Fam, my family. I find my happiness in the little things I do, like doing stuff like this, like going out to eat and doing things and getting the, the, the material things I can get. Yes, those things can keep me happy momentarily, but the long-term happiness comes from family. Because if I'm a single man and I'm just doing this for me and I'm waking up when I want, yeah, you can find things like material to make you happy. But when my son smiles, it doesn't make me smile. It makes my heart smile. You know what I'm saying? When my wife is good, when she's at peace, that brings me peace of mind. Um, when my family's good and good health, I, I, I can't be happier to be healthy. So I'm practicing my happiness right now, and I, and, I, and I chase after it every day because something else might make me happy tomorrow, and, I be, and I'm glad I have the ability to go and do that. But I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to be happy 
until I get this done or until I get to this level in life, because chances are, it's always going to be another level, which means that you're never going to be happy. Do you ever felt depressed? Yes. When? Um, why? When and why? I've, I was I dealt with depression when I thought money was the the, the 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 reason for my existence. When I thought that it would make me happy in the aspect. Um, when I wasn't using it the right way. I, you know what I'm saying? When I didn't know. When I was lost, I got depressed. What time is this though? Is this prior to your entrepreneurship? Is it in your entrepreneurship? I need a time frame. Prior. Prior. This is prior. This is prior when you start, when I was blown with the wind. Whatever doors open, I'm going to take them. Whatever way the wind blows, I'm going to just kind of go with that. I wasn't setting a sail at all. That's a depressing place to be because you're stranded. You are not in control of anything. Not in control of anything. You're stranded. Who knows where the fuck your, your boat going to end up? Mm. Making the decision to become an entrepreneur was me taking control at some point. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So. You can be depressed in the emotions. You can feel sadness and go through the emotions of, of the journey and shit, stuff like that. But being in control, I feel like it's inevitable if I'm always willing to put in the work and always being around in the, in the right circle. You want to be a millionaire, hang, out, hang around with millionaires. Mm. Well, people, well, how? What do you learn? Put your hundreds where they put their millions. Mm. That's it. Opportunity. They're money magnets. Mm. Get close. Mm. Um... That's not, that's not being around them once. And some people probably saying, well, I don't know no millionaires to be around. That was one of the pros and the blessings of network marketing. Right. That brought me around millionaires. Other than that, I would have this. So when people curse it, and it's the worst thing that happened to you, cool. You got lost in that process. I was fully aware being in the business. I was around people who I would never be around. I got relationships. I got connections. I was learning things about myself. I was learning things about business. You can't be mad that you fucking graduated college. I don't see nobody say, oh, I went to college, waste my money, and now I got debt, and it's the worst thing that happened to me. No, what the fuck you did? You took the experience and you made something of it. So that journey brought me around the people. I understood the importance of the relationship, not just the business. And I continuously hang around the visionaries and the millionaires because, like you said, sometimes I'm not the visionary of all, of all these things. But when you get around them, you can calculate your own vision. Calculate think, your own success. I think that's what I admire and love about what you do so well. Like, I remember, I remember we both, <laughs> I remember we both hit a level, and I'm fucking hyped as fuck. Mm -hmm. And we're in a room. The, the blessing of being around millionaires is, look, it's the me. I come from Section 8 House in the Bronx, New York. Pops is cheap as hell. Pops, I love you. Cheap as hell. You know what I'm saying? Um, mom... My mom low-key came from bread. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, my mom used telling me that. She low-key had a little maid growing up. All I kept that hush, came, changed her lifestyle. My mom don't really talk about money like mm -hmm. that, right? Coming humble to self, but my mom could dish it out for you, whatever the case is. For me, I thought millionaires could only happen in sports if you hustling in the street. I never met or shook hands with a millionaire that looked like me. Right. And I started really getting to know millionaires when I started reading. Because a millionaire has put his, his practices in a book. But to get around these people at the same time and kind of feel the same, like, yo, you said something that day. You said, I feel like the most successful broke person in the room. Mm -hmm. And I said, shit. That feeling alone gets you to want to move. Right. Because no one's treating us that way in that room. They're actually admiring what's going on, on how we did it, and et cetera. And I see the energy that regenerates. 
and it's kind of like batteries. Mm-hmm. But to see you say that in that moment, I swear, I swear, I feel it was like three weeks later, bro. You hit the hundred k, <laughs> <laughs> and that ten thousand dollar team. And I'm like, yo, how the hell did he multiply his goal setting so quickly? I think that's what I want from Gary. I think Gary got to have just a system for me where he showed me how to set a goal. Because you do that right. so well. So I give it to you. I give it to everybody else. And, and success is obviously relevant to whatever your goals are. Success is not a financial thing. But here's what you need to learn. When it comes to finances, we all have a relationship with money and a risk tolerance. All right? And if you don't have your foundation laid properly, you won't know what the risk. There's people out here that won't really take risk because the way they look at their money and how much I have, or they just really don't know the budget of anything. So what I did uh, to lay the foundation is I made sure that as an entrepreneur, I feel like based on my grind, and most financial advisors will tell you, if I fall off, it should take me five to six months or half a year to get back on. Mm. Based on my skills, based on me being around and using my environment, I should be able to work my ass off for at least half a year. Excuse me, man, that beer. So what I did is I felt very comfortable knowing that I had enough in my expenses to last me six months off, off of falling off or re- reassessment, right? Once, once the emergency fund is put aside, and I, I have that much because I got more mouths to feed than my own. Somebody else might be by themselves, and they, they only need two, three months of expenses. You know what I'm saying? Minimum three months. The moment I have my emergency fund saved, everything else should be at risk. Financially, every opportunity should be, you know, you should mm-hmm. obviously calculate those opportunities and make sure it's the right yeah. one. Yeah. But you should be willing to risk every single dollar to create the lifestyle and the goal you want because money is a tool. It's not a collectible. You're taught to treat money as a collectible. Save it, stack it, da-da-da-da-da, for a rainy day. It's always raining. We from the hood. It rains every fucking day. It hurricanes. It storms. Fuck. So the moment I had that to the side... Every extra dollar that came in that had no plan, I created a plan for it. Mm. If I wanted to stop picking up the phone, making calls, jumping on a Zoom, if I wanted to take the work boots off, I got to put the work boots on the dollars. That's what money, money, I, we learn how to be recruiters, teach your money how to become a recruiter. Mm. Teach that shit how to go get more for you. But if you don't have a foundation set up properly, you're going to feel like it's, everything's a risk. Every day is a rainy day. An opportunity comes and you don't know how much you can play with. You understand what I'm saying? So if my foundation laid, if Rob says, man, I got three months and I'm good, 5,000, 10,000, whatever, 50,000 coming in your hand, whatever case, that's the fucking tool you have to create your future and your legacy. Why are you, why are you holding on to it? Why are you more paying attention to rainy days than the sunny days? Why are you prepping your mind to be prepared for, fault, for bad shit to happen when you have every fucking $50,000, $10,000 worth of blessings that you can use out of there to go build something with? Mm. More people live on the other side of the if. Their mindset is based on, I need to protect rather than progress. And when I got in those rooms, I realized that I was just, I was a high collectible I was treating money. I was an advanced collector of money, but I wasn't as good as an investor or a grower of it at the time. And I had to think a little bit differently. I had to create my foundation differently, and I was more uncomfortable to take different risks so I could play with the big boys. Because you don't want to have 
success, have money, and a partner call you and say, hey, man, we got a game plan. It's about $40,000, $50,000. You can't participate in something that can make you a million. So I wanted to be prepared for the next level. And the only way I could prepare for the next level is if I am okay with letting go of some of these traditional ways I was thinking before about money. Or you can decide to do this. Let me become an advanced collectible and stay with the small crowd and, and, and say, I'm the most successful broke nigga. In this circle, everybody look up to me. Right. It felt like a uncomfort. It was discomfort to be in that circle, but I know it was a blessing. And that's what a lot of people don't put, look at there as discomfort as a blessing. Got to be grateful when a person's around you that can stretch you, outthink you, and just competition in general. You know what I'm saying? Don't be scared for the competition. I mean, we play ball. Every day somebody tell me they could bust my ass and they better than me and shit. We, remember I said we have these tools with us? We've been getting no's, disappointments, drawn down from, from playing in the playground. Nobody believing you. You're a fucking grown man. When are you going to grow the skin that you've been able to grow the entire time people said they, could, they better than you? Exercise it today, and that's what happens. People don't exercise it. They read the books, and they don't practice it. The fake prophets, remember? Who's your favorite fake prophet? Fake, favorite fake prophet. Right. You've got to have one that we watch, and it's like, who the fuck? Favorite it's fake It's got to be one prophet. that annoys you the best. Oh, who like that. Your, yeah, who's your favorite fake one? That annoys me? I, I don't have one, bro, because I, I, I don't listen. It, Yo, it's it, like, here's what happens. I'm trying to get Gary in trouble. You see me? Right? He is, but <laughs> but again, it's fake for me. Okay. At this I point, because what happens is I needed it to get the one point. Remember, I tell you, I used to listen to Eric Thomas a lot. Mm. It was because you need a motivation at some point in your life to get up off your ass. Facts. Motivation is not necessary for me now. I need inspiration. Mm. I don't need to be motivated. You need to be around people who can inspire yeah. you to go do Fuck other that. things. So my fake fucking prophet will be a motivator. I don't need it. Maybe somebody else needs that to get off their ass. You know what I'm saying? I so that. I don't listen to those things anymore because I'm at another level. Um, I'm the motivator at this point sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We got to the point where we were doing the motivation and the speaking, and we were the fake prophets to people. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't want to be a fake prophet either, which is why I'm going to shut my mouth, get the results, and hopefully my inspiration of what I did will motivate you more than the words I did when I was trying to get you to move when I was moving. Ladies and fucking gentlemen, that's Gary fucking Cowan, <laughs> the silent killer from Brooklyn who changed everything, bro. Like, I watch you. Gary could dunk a basketball when he had a fucking torn meniscus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Oh, I'm man. so, yo, bro, I'm grateful, honored to have you here. Blessing. That's all I wanted. People to understand the perspective that you bring, bro, is always refreshing, enlightening, inspiring as well, bro. Yo, I appreciate it, one. man. In the Living Room Podcast. Love you, my boy. Appreciate it. All good.